Hey, I'm Brian. And I'm Scott. Welcome to the Grace Students Podcast. Grace Students is a ministry of Grace Bible Church that exists to help parents equip their students to live normal, ordinary lives with significant gospel intentionality. And recently we've been doing the podcast on Zoom and finding it to be a good way to uh, still be able to record some episodes uh, and connect with you guys this way um, without having to deal with all of the uh, how do we social distance in the studio and all that. So hopefully before too long, we'll be able to be back actually together in the studio. But for now, uh, Scott, this seems to work just fine. This is the new normal. Uh, I'm ready to <laughs> move away from this. But um, but yeah, I mean, Zoom, very grateful for this kind of technology. Uh, but yeah, we, we do miss being able to get together and um, and record in the studio in person. Yeah, we've done our fair share of Zoom recordings up to this point. So, uh, you know, it's, it's one of those things where first couple of times it was a novelty and now it's just like, all right, that's, that's enough of this. Another Zoom call? <laughs> Another Zoom call and I'm late for my Zoom call. And, yes. Uh, yeah. So um, I wanted to uh, talk to you guys about something that is just kind of, you know, Scott and I have been talking about it lately and... Uh, I've had multiple conversations with different people about it. I've been thinking a lot about it. And so it's just kind of this idea of the American gospel. Um, I don't really know how to phrase it other than that. And that's probably not an accurate way to say it. Um, but it kind of gets at the heart of what we want to talk about. And I guess, I guess primarily it is, uh, you know, is the American version of the gospel, um, the, the Jesus version of the gospel, I guess, is is the most succinct way to put it. Um, Scott, do you have thoughts there? When we say American gospel, what are, what are we talking about? Yeah. So I think that we as Americans have, one, we've had it very, very good uh, from a socioeconomical standpoint. Um, we We have freedoms that allow us to um to to worship to to say things to do things that that we can take for granted because we don't know any different um that many millions and millions you could say billions of other people on this planet don't have the ability to to do um and so sometimes i feel that as as a western church will say we we can begin to mix the freedoms that we have and mix those into our gospel, into what we believe, into what we identify as. And I think, you know, when, when we talk about the American gospel, it is how, is there a differentiation between our rights as individuals and who we are as followers of Jesus? Would you agree with that, in, in a sense with that? Absolutely. I think that's a really good way to put it. Um, it is, you know, is there a difference there? Um, how do they how do they go together? Um, especially as you know, if you're a student and you're listening to this, and you know you find yourself in the midst of trying to sort through, um, you know, everything that you see going on around you, conversations you're having with your friends, your parents, conversations your parents are having with other people, um, you know, things you see on social media. Just trying to sort through all of that to kind of uh, get back down to what. What, what does it mean to be an American who follows Jesus, but also have, have some of those American liberties and tendencies 
overridden the gospel uh, in, in a way that actually leads us away from Jesus. Um, I would agree with you, Scott. Super thankful for the freedom that we have here in, in this country to broadcast things like this podcast, to have open conversations about worship and faith and, and, and Jesus. And we certainly aren't undermining that. We certainly aren't diminishing that or, or wanting to, you know, uh, in, in any way, call that out as a negative thing. Um, I think you know we find ourselves in the situation that God has has put us in, which which is also speaks a little bit to this scenario. Uh, but when we run across things in Scripture, like you know, say for example, Paul says in Galatians five, you know, for freedom Christ has set us free. You know, stand fast in that liberty and and don't submit again to a yoke of slavery. You know, we read something like that, and if we read that with our American lens. Uh, you know, it comes across like, you know, you know, give me liberty or give me death kind of a kind of a thing, which, you know, is, is already going to make us an unpopular uh, opinion that we're, we're not, you know, lock, stock and barrel uh, liberty above all. Um, but I think that one of the key things to keep in mind is that the gospel is global. Right. So it's not just an Americanized thing. You know, Christianity is not just an Americanized product. Um, the gospel speaks to people all around the world who don't have freedom to worship, who don't have liberties like we have, who, who in, in, in many cases that their relationship with Jesus is deeper and their church is flourishing due to the, the restriction of liberty that they are experiencing. And so I think to, to say that American freedom equals Christianity uh, is, is a, uh, an incorrect way to view it. And is, is actually, a, I would say, uh, a, I can't think of the word that, that I want, but not diminishing, not negative, but, but detrimental. It's yeah. actually detrimental to, to the true gospel. Um, if, if we can't take off our American lenses and, and, and see what's actually there. Yeah. The, the American, I think another thing that we can do as Americans is we, we have kind of this, gene i'll say bread in us for success we want to succeed we want to do well we want to prosper and so a lot of times we can approach church that way and so we believe that the more money we give to the church or or the more people we can fit in our pews or the the bigger our church is uh or the more popular we can make our church the the better our church is and and that's like you said not the case where there are people who who may just have a small home church of four to six people and, and yet their faith is flourishing and, and we measure success differently than how the gospel measures success. And I think it's really important to, again, define our terms. Freedom in Christ is not freedom of speech or freedom to assemble or freedom of our constitution of our bill of rights. Those are important. Correct but they are not the gospel. They are not the freedom that we experience. Um, that's that's the earthly freedom that we have. Uh, the freedom that Paul is talking about, uh, from my understanding at least, is, is the freedom to, to eat for eternity, that freedom of the shame, the, the freedom of the, the, the ramifications of sin. That is what we're free from. That doesn't mean that we're going to be able to just say whatever we want to say, you know, because Paul talks a lot about that as well. Um, but, but I think that a danger that we run into is 
feeling that success is purely measured by a visible standard uh, and not a, a heart standard, which is what the gospel is aimed at. It's aimed at transforming our hearts. Yeah, which I think is perhaps one of the reasons why you know the attractional brand of of church has taken off in the United States because we are so driven by that tangible. We have a big church. We have you know a big budget. Um, driven so much by that 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 doesn't look sketchy to us. Mm-hmm. Uh, when in reality, you know, you can have a big church and a big budget and have zero heart change and have zero actual following of Jesus uh, in the midst of that and, and almost not even recognize that and, or, or recognize it and not care about it. Um, and, and so I, I think that that gets at kind of this, uh, you know, what is the ultimate defining characteristic of a follower of Jesus? It's not whether you're an American or not, right? It's, it's not whether you have, have religious freedom or not, you know, it is, is your faith in Jesus and is your life oriented around obedience to him as he Lord of your life? Uh, and you know, the, the beautiful passages about, uh, God is calling to himself a people from every kindred tribe, tongue, and nation, um, means that, you know, if we're, we got to be careful not to see us uh, ourselves as Americans as, uh, you know, somehow God's, favored people or like God's favor is, you know, like we're special or, um, you know, that goes down a dangerous path. I think of, you know, taking the scriptures out of context and, you know, like you, you pointed out there with, with the freedom in Christ, you know, that's not religious freedom. That's freedom from sin. That's freedom from the bondage and slavery to sin. And so that's, you know, we can, we have to be careful. We have to know we have American lenses, uh, when we're reading scripture and kind of guard, guard against, uh, reading things into the text that aren't that aren't there, um, so I, I think that uh, what what I've seen at least in in the you know the past couple of months with with all the restrictions that have have been in place and and the you know the COVID nineteen stuff and um, you know Christians have responded across the spectrum uh, to that. But one of the things I've seen that concerns me the most is. Uh, our desire for our freedoms not to be infringed upon or our desire for our personal liberty not to be uh, violated. And I want to be careful when I say this. I'm not saying that you, there, there's never a valid violation. You know, I think there are, there are some times where we say, okay, you're overstepping here. Um, but I think the, the, the bigger question is what kind of what, what bothers you the most, right? Like, like what, what is, what is that, that line? Uh, is it when your freedom of speech is taken away or, or is it when you, when you realize that, um, me, you know, maybe I realize that my pride and my selfishness in response to that is actually contrary to how a quick, a Christian would respond or contrary to how the gospel calls me to respond. Um, well, one of those is the higher authority, right? Um, and, and you know how Jesus calls us to live is is more important than whether we have freedom of speech to live that way. Yeah, I. It's easy to interpret what we're saying as I don't want to say anti-American or anything like that. It, it, it's not, and and 
I'm one of the we're, most. We're patriots. We like America. Right. I, I am a freedom loving, you know, all of that. You know, I, I love all of that and I stand for it. And, and I think you should too. You know, if you're someone that, you know, oh, I hate politics, you know, that, that's not the point. You know, I think we can often confuse, like I had said, you know, where, where does our Americanism stop? And where does our following Jesus, you know, start, you know, and, and what roles do those two things play? You know, because you, you talked about like with, with the situation we're in now, just because someone, you know, is asking you to, or, or they're rolling out these phases of red, yellow, green, that's not necessarily a attack on faith. Yet we immediately want to guise it as that um, for whatever reason. And, and I, I don't know all of the reasons. And like you said, but what it comes down to is selfish. Um, you know, and, and we tend to say, oh, well, because we have these freedoms, I'm going to use these freedoms to dictate how I'm going to live my Christianity. But that's backwards. You know, we should live out through our Christianity through our following Jesus to what our environment is, because there are not every Christian lives in a democratic Republic. Like we have here in America, they live in communism. They live in their slaves. And and if you look at the the story of the Bible, the God's chosen people were slaves. They were free. They were all of that throughout the whole course. And then the, the good news of the gospel was that this is now for everyone. Everyone is able to, uh, of every background, to be a follower of Jesus. Yeah, thankfully, because America didn't right. exist then, right? So, good point. Um, yeah. So I, I think kind of stemming from that line of thinking, too, is the realization that uh, Christianity and, and following Jesus is much bigger than America. And so, yeah. you know, America is the context in which we find ourselves so we have to figure out how to live out our faith in the context that we have. Um, but I guess also being encouraged that even if, even if, I'm not saying I want this to happen, right? But even if we have some freedoms taken away, even if some of our restrictions or, or our liberties are infringed on, that has no bearing on the church of Jesus. That has no bearing on the church's ability to be the church. You know, Jesus promises to build his church and not even hell can prevail against it right so you know you can you can take it to the bank that no no law is going to stop jesus's church um i think maybe where we get a little hung up is when we see those two as connected you know like if, if our if our country doesn't allow prayer in schools or our country doesn't allow you know uh churches to meet or our country does you know that 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 christians are 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 not going to thrive. And, uh, you know, that's just not right. Um, mm. man, that's, that's where I think we have crossed that line a little bit in realizing what is definitively gospel and what is, uh, the American context in which we live out our faith. Um, and I think we have to be careful, especially as we, we open some things back up again here and, in, in our society and, and, and churches begin to gather again and, uh, there's a lot of room for criticism. There's a lot of room for judgment. Um, 
you know, there's a lot of room for our selfishness to, to just kind of take root and just be the determining factor in how we treat each other. Um, especially if, if I think the person, you know, across the, the aisle from me is, is, uh, thinks differently than I do. Um, you know, and I'm so, I'm so sure that my opinion is, is correct. Um, and, and I think that's not unlike other scenarios that we find ourselves in as, as Jesus people, this just happens to be the current, the current situation that is bringing all of the stuff to the surface. Yeah. And you can have the, a correct view of something with the wrong heart motives. And, and so whether or not you, you think what is happening and like you said, this doesn't just apply to COVID this, this applies, you know, all across everything, um, you know, every kind of circumstance you can, you can approach something with a good heart and be in Christ and, and have the spirit. And then you can approach it from a pride and selfish and, um, you know, personal God, you know, mentality. and and I feel like we, we sometimes blur those lines a lot. Um, you know, we, we say the ends justify the means. And so however we need to get it done, we need to get it done. And, and just look at it from, okay, we, we had this issue. We, we made the solution. How we got to the solution, don't worry about that. And, and I think that was, that was part of what Jesus was saying the entire time. The, the means does matter. Your heart does matter. Your attitude towards why you do what you do matters. And I think this, this does kind of play into our situation now where we're saying, you know, oh, we just need to open so that we can go back to church. And it's like, we, we are the church. We are able to, to worship. We are able to, to gather. And in, in, in our current stage, we can gather up to what, 25 people or something. Um, you know, church, church is where you are glorifying God. And that, that isn't restricted to a building on Sunday mornings. And so we, we need to look past that. And uh, I heard a quote recently that said, for every situation that you face in life, you can look at it from how am I going to handle it? Or how did God prepare me for this? And, and I, I, I think that's a great way to look at it. Uh, because if, if you do believe that God is sovereign and, you, and if you do believe that he is leading you on this, this journey of life that ultimately is leading you back to him, then he is preparing you every step of the way to, to handle what's being thrown at you. And, and you realize it's not about you, it's about him. And so how are you giving glory to God in, in what you're doing? Um, and, and if you, look at that and realize, man, I'm, I'm more focusing on me than I am on God. There, there's some repentance that needs to happen. Yeah. That's a really good perspective. Uh, just, just kind of evaluating how are, how are you handling the current situation or really any situation, but we're in the current situation. So that's the context, right? Um, that's a really good perspective. And, you know, we, we, when we say American gospel, I, I think, what we want to steer away from is is an americanized version of the gospel so if the gospel is you know who god is and what he has done in jesus and uh you know god created us in his image and 
that image is broken by sin. And so God sends a redeemer, Jesus, to fix that problem and reconnect us to him. And ultimately we're going to, we're going to be with him forever. And Jesus is, is king and he's going to reign. Um, you know, if that gospel is in any way needs America to happen, uh, then, then we have compromised the gospel, right? If, if we, if we think that America has to be a certain way or things, certain things have to be in place in order for that story to move forward, um, we have put ourselves more important than we are really in the story. Um, and ultimately, you know, when it comes down to it, Scott, it, it really doesn't matter what you and I think about this. You know, we have our thoughts on it, but uh, what what ultimately matters is what Scripture says, mm-hmm. you know, when it comes to this. And so, you know, I, I look across the landscape of Scripture and, you know, as as our our you know, marching orders in effect, you know, like what, if we're going to be Jesus people, what does it look like to be Jesus people, you know, in 2020 in America? Um, does it look like, uh, you know, give me my liberty at all costs? You know, I don't, I don't care what anyone's saying. Um, I, I don't know that we see that in, in scripture. I don't know that we see that across when you, when you look at the new Testament about, um, you know, you, you, you have people that found themselves in situations where the government was less than favorable. I would argue far less than favorable than our current situation. Um, And you you don't have Jesus, you don't have the New Testament writers calling them to respond um, by lashing out, by protesting, by, um, you know, trying to make their voice be heard. Um, And and it it doesn't mean there's not ever room for protest or, you know, peaceful protest or, or respectful, if you will. But a lot of the conversations that I've been hearing, a lot of things that I've been seeing is far from respectful. Um, in fact, it's demeaning. Uh, there's a lot of slander going on. Um, so, you know, a, a passage that, that I, I go to often is this passage in 1 Peter, um, you know, because the, the context of 1 Peter is, is um, you know, Peter's writing to exiles uh, who are scattered across Asia Minor, you know, scattered across those, those countries in there. They're in a position where because they're following Jesus, they're experiencing hardship and persecution. Um, and, and, and so let's just be clear that we're not even at that point yet, right? We're not even at the point where we're experiencing hardship and persecution because we're Jesus people. Um, we, we are finding ourselves in a situation where everyone is experiencing similar things because we're uh, currently alive right now. Um, but so take it a neck, uh, another step further and, and should we, should we begin to experience some, some religious restriction, uh, you know, some, some, some infringement on our rights as Jesus people, uh, what, you know, what does Peter say to those people? And, and so picking up in first Peter two, verse 11, Peter's writing, he says, beloved, I urge you as sojourners and exiles to abstain from the passions of the flesh, which wage war against your soul. Keep your conduct among the Gentiles honorable so that when they speak against you as evildoers, they may see your good deeds and glorify God on the day of visitation. Um, so before we go any further, I mean, Peter's addressing them as outsiders, right? So as people who, who don't, don't fit into the culture because they follow Jesus, Um, keep your conduct among people who don't follow Jesus, the Gentiles, keep it honorable, uh, so that when they speak out against you, uh, your, your conduct and your words and your deeds speak for themselves and bring glory to God. 
Um, I mean, I think if that's a benchmark um, for us to, to kind of think through, is what we're doing and what we're saying bring glory to God? Um, and I think we have to be careful that we don't get standing up for our American liberties confused with bringing glory to God. Um, yeah, they're, they're very different things. Yeah. But since we are so comfortable exercising both of them, we can see any attack on one as an attack on both. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And, and it's hard for us to see that because we're, we're just wired that way. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you continue reading there in 1 Peter in, in chapter 2, verse 13, uh, he says, Be subject for the Lord's sake to every human institution, whether it be to the emperor as supreme or to governors as sent by him to punish those who do evil and to praise those who do good. For this is the will of God that by doing good, you should put the silence to ignorance of foolish people. Live as people who are free, not using your freedom as a cover-up for evil, but living as servants of God. Honor everyone, love the brotherhood, fear God, honor the emperor. So, I mean, be subject for the Lord's sake, right, to every human institution, every, every governor that's in place, every, uh, you know, authority that we don't agree with, um, you know, every person that, that has a position of leadership in, in our state or our country, and we think they're... They're kooky. They're not fair. They don't know. I'm not following what they have to say. Um, we're still called to be subject to them, right? Not for our sake, not for their sake, for the Lord's sake. Uh, and just in case, he's like, uh, just in case you're like, well, it's only the, it's only the president. You know, it's only the emperor. It's nope. Uh, the governors, uh, all all the the smaller authorities. Um, and I love what he says there in verse 16, living as servants of God. You know, that word servants there, you know, there's no way around it other than to say that's a slave, right? You're, yeah. you're a, a doulos of God, a slave of God, you know, which which we as Americans, we just grade against that anyway because, you know, no one's going to tell me what to do. Like, well, if you're a follower of Jesus, God tells you what to do, right? Like that is innately built into what it means to follow Jesus. And so... You know, when I think of what does it mean to be a servant of God, a slave of God, well, I've got to be concerned with how I'm responding to this situation because there is a very distinct way that Christians respond, and it is oftentimes not necessarily in line with how we we want to respond as Americans. Yeah, and and that is, I also love how he ends, you know, verse 17, uh, he says, honor everyone, love the brotherhood, fear God, honor the emperor. <laughs> How many of us would say we are honoring those in authority? Yeah. You know, depending in, in, in the strange situation that we're in, you know, where we have a Republican president and here in Pennsylvania, at least we have a democratic, uh, or, uh, yeah, Democrat government or governor, you know, are we honoring one and not the other? Are, are we showing preferential treatment there? We should be honoring them the same. You know, yeah. what, what the text doesn't say is honor those that you agree with, you know? And, and so following Jesus does not require you um, to, to have re- uh, religious freedom. You know, you, you follow Jesus regardless. Um, and, and you fit your politicalness into how you follow Jesus. You don't fit your 
your faith into how you follow or what your political beliefs are. Um, and and any more, we, we've seen this like polarization of, um, you know, parties and, you know, whether you're a Republican or a Democrat or, you know, whatever you are, like that is, that is your identity. And especially for young people, you know, as the college scene seems to be very uh, polarized as far as, you know, and stigmatize as to what they're supposed to believe and why they believe it. And, and it's like that becomes more important or a, a bigger identifier than Jesus. Nothing should top that. Jesus should be first and foremost. Um, and so, yeah, if we are followers of Jesus and what it means to follow Jesus is to be a slave of, of him, and Jesus' whole, like, you can go into the gospel and see how he, he washed his disciples' feet. You know, that, that, that's the servantness, if that's a word, that we're supposed to have. Like, we are supposed to do the job that we are called to do, um, whatever, whatever that looks like. Um, and, but again, that's hard because, you, to be blunt, we don't want to. Right. And, and I think there, there's, there's a temptation to, uh, to be willing to do that only if we feel like it's fair and legitimate, you know, like we only want to submit if we feel like, okay, we agree with what they're saying or, or we're okay with how they're handling it. Uh, the harder thing becomes when you don't agree with, and, and, and you feel like they're there, it is unfair. Like this isn't right. Um, yeah, we're, we're called to honor them no less in those situations. And so, you know, I think we need to be careful how we're talking about our, our governing authorities, how we're uh, posting about them. You know, are we praying for them? Like, like are, are we genuinely praying for their, if we feel like it's repentance that needs to happen, are we praying for that? Um, are we more content to, you know, wave, wave the American liberty flag and, and kind of just demean people who seem to be infringing on that? Um, I think that that oftentimes is the easier route to go because uh, that seems seems right. Uh, yeah, and, it and sits all, better with us. And also using our Christianity as a as a means to push and and highlight other people's sin. Um, because I, I've seen a lot where people have have said things and they've pointed out, you know, oh well, look look at them, look at what they're doing. Um, you know, that's, that's awfully that, that's sin. And, and I can't trust them because they do that. Um, we all sin, we all have issues. And, and, and the fact that the fact that we have faith in Jesus does not allow us to boast to other people. Oh, I have faith in Jesus and you don't, you know, that's not even our doing, you know, so we can't, we can't boast about, you know, saying how we're better than them because in reality, we are no better. Like the the fact that right. we've been saved through His grace is, you know, the Ephesians says it's not of ourselves; it's a gift of God. And and by, you know, taunting that over people, that is not. That's not love. That is not grace. That's not Jesus being shown to people. That that is still our flesh. That is still our sin. That that we need to work through and we need to be very cautious of that yeah that doesn't represent the gospel well no uh, 
whenever we, we, we react that way. All right, so we're going to take a break uh, here in this conversation, and we will pick it back up in our next episode of the Grace Students Podcast. And we're, and we're going to move into asking the question, are we allowing our preferences and what we want to distract us from the gospel? And so Brian and I are going to talk about that in the next episode. Thank you so much for watching. Uh, you could do us a huge favor by subscribing to our YouTube channel. Uh, just search for Grace Students Podcast on YouTube. And we will see you in the next episode.